You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 124 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I was distracted. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Devin fixed it. At first, I was like, there is something wrong with that overlay, but it seems Devin has appeared, uh, has fixed it over there on Twitch, so we are live and ready to talk about video games. Did I say 126? Because I meant 124. No, you said 124. I did say 124? I probably said that right, yep. wrong. Michael probably tell me that I said it wrong for some reason. So I am your host. Just Steve. get rid of the and. It's one hundred twenty-four. It's not one hundred and twenty-four. It's one hundred twenty-four. Sure. And is like a decimal point. It's I've like heard... you, if you were saying one hundred and twenty-four, it'd be one hundred point two four. So I've just lose both. the and. I've heard of both. One hundred twenty-four. So I am your host, Steve, along so with Devin and Mike, the most athletic <laughs> freelancer. Obviously, obviously not so much anymore. <laughs> Devin is becoming the most athletic um pretty soon i'm so. sorry um all right so <laughs> is that do you need to borrow these steven let's get into this right because so, there's a lot of things that we need to chat about first of all we have um uh, what we think might be i don't know we, we don't really know when the xbox series x is going to be released we don't know when the playstation 5 is going to be released we kind of have an idea that maybe it's going to be sometime around november right i mean that's kind of like the rumors that's going around um steven sounds like he's underwater how do i sound like i'm underwater we're going to take a real quick break here i'm going to double check this i'm going to no i shouldn't because I i'm going to get some crazy amounts of feedback i'll do this Devin. i need you to stall for sounds me sounds fine to me uh yeah so we're going to talk about all the good things uh you know uh, outriders uh, playstation 5 information possible leaks possible hoaxes um you know some good back compat xbox news for the day um so we'll see how that all goes if people are interested in back compatibility i guess i need uh, to talk so yeah. i can actually hear my voice here hold on one second yeah you might need to do that talk <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about tonight uh no anthem news uh this week we had some great anthem news last week i mean is it, it was news right <laughs> you're muted mike obviously if uh in case you were talking <laughs> i had i had like great jokes going anyway, anyway yes unfortunately no anthem news we will come back to you with anthem news and we get it but yeah we got a great show lined out I mean, we, I mean, and there might be a has little. Come back from his, he's come back from his underwater trip. I think he's. You back so with us, Thirsty? So Axionis89 says, what was the news? I'm like 10 episodes behind on the show. Um, so news about the show, Axion, I guess um, news about the show is Anthem that. News? It, there's not so much news. about Anthem, news, right? But, so Anthem has announced that they are a on incubation mode right now. They're getting ready to figure out what exactly 2.0 is going to be. So there's a lot of things that they don't know yet. They're going to be trying a lot of things. They're going to be showing us things that they're trying. A lot of those things probably will not make it into 2.0. So the team is very small. They're working on what exactly the game is going to be. It's only 30 people. They, I, My guess is it's probably not going to come out until 2022 sometime. Uh, my best guess is it's probably going to be late 2022 possibly 2023 who knows depends on how long um quarantine happens because i mean i know Mm -hmm. a lot of people have said that quarantine hasn't really affected people's development times but i i mean i have to imagine that they're accounting for a lot of that because it is going to take a lot longer to develop things so 
right now 1.0 is not going to get any updates it's just not something that's going to be happening there are small little things in the game like there was a there was a celebration for helena of tarsus it was like her birthday and it was just like a an, uh, a mission that you had to do you had to kill so many legendaries and that legendary creatures and then you were given a couple tokens and some shards and or some coins and that was it so those are the kinds of things that you're going to see in 1.0 so instead of us like beating horses to death um every episode talking about anthem for 1.0 <laughs> we decided we're going to branch out talk about video games because that's what we love to do and then when anthem 2.0 rolls around we'll jump back into talking about that so that's kind of the big news for us we are branching out that's why we've really been having a lot of different interviews from a lot of different people we've been able to talk to Greg Kasavin of Supergiant Games, which is really big for us. Um, someone that's been in the industry for a, a really long time, creating some amazing video games. So, And we have a lot of interviews actually coming up in the future also that I think are going to be really beneficial to our listeners. So we hope that you stick around. We hope that you share it. We have some, we have some pretty cool things coming up um, interview-wise in the future. But one thing that we do want to do is, first of all, we would love to thank all of our patrons that are supporting us on patreon.com slash freelancercodex. We want to thank Julius, Nathan B, Michael R, Trent B, Mana and Steel, Scout 69, Dragonheart 76, Jeffrey H, and the Gameplay Experience. Thank you so much for um, your support. It helps us out a ton keeping this thing rolling, knowing that there are people pushing behind us and encouraging us to continue to put out the quality show that I think that we put. I think we, I think we put out a really quality show that offers a lot to the industry where a lot of, you know, I think we do a good job. So thank you so much. So Axion says, last show I heard from you guys was a voiceover for female PC and Anthem. Yeah, um, Sarah was a great um, guest on the show. We yeah. hopefully will have her back sometime in the future. Um, hopefully they ask her back to work on Anthem. Um, it'd be it'd be sad if we go back to 2.0 and the female free, freelancer is a different voice. That would be weird. Or they could just pull the whole Destiny thing and not even have your character be voiced anymore. Have a um, voice, yeah. So I guess that is a possibility, right? So, all right. So not one we like to discuss, though. <laughs> no, it, no, it's not. But we just don't know anything that's going to be happening for 2.0. I mean, it's so far yeah. off that I don't know. So all right, so. Right. Let's go ahead and actually, I want to know um, what you guys have been up to, what games you've been playing, what things you have been doing since last week. Is there anything that's changed? Are you still, you know, grinding away at Lego uh, at the Lego thing on Forza, Mike? No, I haven't played that recently um, because, and we have it further down in our show that we're going to discuss. Um, but Minecraft Dungeons. And that's my little tease for our for when we get down to the bottom. So that's all. Cool. Devin, what have you been up to? <laughs> uh, what have I been up to? So I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves. Having a great time with that. I uh, played Minecraft Dungeons with Mike the other night. Uh, I've had some frustrating moments, which we'll talk about. Uh, it wasn't my fault. Again. It was Devin's Not Mike's fault. fault. No, no. It had nothing to do with the game when we played. Just... When Minecraft Dungeons came out, then I can talk about the issues that I had. Um, I've been playing Days Gone. I played some more about that. We can talk about that uh, now or whenever. No, I, I want to um, hear about your Days Gone experience. Okay. So I'm kind of having some morality issues with Days Gone, right? So I've progressed some more into the story about two hours. And it's basically, it kind of seems like they send you on missions where it's like, hey, these people aren't with us. Go kill them. Right? Like, these people are causing us trouble. Go, go kill them. Go take care of them. 
It's just like, I'm just going out. I'm just killing people just because they're not part of the group or, you know, they're in somebody's way, <laughs> you know? And it's like, huh? you know, I Like the game's not giving that. you a clear You want some more meat you to your... Yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean it, I just don't like... I mean, I'm, I play lots of first-person shooters where you kill each other over and over and over again, but... Yep. You know, when they're just sending you on a mission to be like, these people are causing us problems with our shipments, you know, go kill them. And you like, you sneak up on them and you're stabbing them and cutting their throats and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't this. know why I'm doing this. <laughs> I mean, it's fine when I'm killing the zombies because they're zombies, right? Right. So that's just been like my issue the last couple of days where like, I'm like, oh, let's go play, you know, play some more of this. And then I'm just like, ah, you know, even in like see see if these you kill other pirates but they're cartoon pirates you know it's not like the and maybe that goes back to the issue that mike talked about a couple episodes ago where the realism is maybe too much on some of these games where Mm -hmm. you know i'm just not interested in in brutally murdering people um you know even though it's a video game it's just like that's a person that there was they were sleeping by that tent right there and i just snuck up on them and Stabbed him in the neck and killed them, yeah. just for no reason. They weren't bothering me, but they somebody told me to go kill him, so I killed him. And so I don't know. That's some of the thing I've been thinking about for that game. And yeah, I don't know. It kind of brings that issue about, you know, I haven't been able to turn off that kind of issue. I have, you know, I haven't had that problem in in the past with other games where they're like, you know, Red Dead Redemption or whatever, where you just go and going around you can just go shoot somebody or whatever you know i I really think that it's the um the zombie genre that makes people have that because in a zombie game and in zombie movies like the zombies are supposed to be the bad guys but they're never the bad guys right it's always the oh the humans are so much worse than it's they're so much worse because people suck like people suck i get that um but i mean that's what the walking dead does like the zombies are just there. They're just part of the scenery. They come in and they kill people when it's convenient. But it's always the people that are the yeah. bad guys. And in that situation when you're like, aren't we supposed to be, like, banding together? Like, why are we, like, you know, yeah. part of motorcycle <laughs> gangs trying to kill each other when there are zombie hordes out there? So, like, yeah, yeah I, I totally get that. Like, And that's why I don't like zombie games. Like, I'm uninterested in the zombie genre. Like, I don't think it's interesting. I don't think there's been any any, like, movie or game that's come out and, like said something new in that genre to where you're like, oh, this is actually really interesting, you know? Like, I mean, I can watch Zombieland because that's just, like, you know, satire on the whole zombie thing. Big deal. But, yeah, I really think it is part of the zombie genre that it's, like, you're either really into it and, like, you're like, hey, this is what zombies the zombie genre is. I should go kill these people because if not, they're going to take my motorcycle and they're going to drive down somewhere else and take it. But you're right. It's like, I don't, I don't care to, like, go and maim people. So... And I think the, the only ones they... that's, you know, there's some that are really making the kind of changes like Dead Rising, where when the people are like trying to block off things or it's like a gang of people or whatever, they're at least, you know, in suits of armor, they look wacky or whatever, and they're trying to attack and kill you. So it's not just like, hey, go kill that random person who doesn't know you're coming and sneak up on him and stab him. Yeah, you know? but I guess Dead I Rising know. also has a different tone to it. It has a way different tone yeah. than, than Days Gone. It's supposed to be goofy, right? Yeah, and, and that's where I think, you know, it's easier when you can be like, okay, this is just a video game. But it's like when I'm playing that game, it's yes, it's a video game. 
but it's not as stylized. It's more realistic looking and those kind of things. And it's just been like lately, I'm like, eh, you know, I don't really know if I want to keep playing, you know, where I'm just have to go kill random people, you yeah. know, just because. And, and luckily you own like a billion games that you can go yeah. play and get over there because I mean, you can go, but you've you also like, you've also made like a point this year to actually complete more games. So yeah, it... so I'm trying to complete more games, but then it's, that's where it comes with the problem of, okay, what do I do? Do I not complete this game? Do I complete this game? <laughs> or do you force know. yourself to play it? Cause that kind of sucks too. When you feel like you have to force yeah, yourself I mean, to play a game. When you're not enjoying playing the game and you're just like, yeah, I could just go play, you know, a game where I'm having a great time. I don't think I don't think anyone will get mad at you if you like put Days Gone down and move on to something else. Because they're yeah, well, I mean the, the big yeah. reason you know that for the PlayStation the next game I'm looking forward to is really just Ghost of Tsushima and that's kind of about it. But I mean even in that game it's still like okay go and kill yeah. these people. You're just gonna go you murder know? more people. So that's where where it comes. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'm just as I'm getting older, the moral dilemmas are. Or getting to me or something. I don't know. I I think it's I think it's kids. I think kids ruin everything. No, I and, and you I'm know, teasing. I'm teasing. That's not that's not what I think. But I think that has something to do with it. No, kids do right. Ruin I think. I, well, and I think that that has something to do with it because Devin, back when you were, you know, just batching it, you were just dropping all the bombs and killing all the things and shooting all the mans, and then you had yeah. kids, and now you're like, eh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this with my kids watching. So you know. Well, I mean, I don't usually play like I play that out in the garage. Any of those violent no, games, I, I don't I'm play. Teasing in the you, right? So, right? Um, no, yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. It's something I've been thinking about this week, and something that's just recently popped up in my gaming experience. Whereas before, I mean, there was times in the past, like Grand Theft Auto, those kind of things, where I was like, "Nah, I don't really want to play this." You know, it's not not what. I enjoy what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's some like satire games. Like I played the original like Saints Row game, which was like basically kind of a spoof of Grand Theft Auto. Right. But it's just like a really wacky. Like okay, let me just go up and do a body slam or some kind of crazy wrestling move on somebody on the street, you know. And it's just like that was just a funny way where you're just going around and you're blowing off steam, you know. At the end of the day, just hit somebody with right. the bat. Well, it, it, it's also very possible, Devin, that it's hitting a lot closer to home because we are in kind of like a pandemic situation. So maybe I mean, it, it's very possible that you're like, yeah, this is a little too close to home right now, especially because when when you think of like video games, you're like, there's no way people would really act like this. And then you read Twitter and you're like, oh, people totally I mean, act you read like the this. Internet, you're like, yeah, people oh, would be like this. Just watch the news, you know. Just, I don't want uh, no. No, nah, you shouldn't watch this. All right, so moving yeah. on, I I have actually been playing Dark Souls three. So last week I I was like, hey, I don't know if I'm gonna keep playing this game because you really do just kind of like <laughs> beat your head against the wall. But I think I finally figured out. Like I hit the point where you're to where I had the realization of, oh, this is why these games are good. And you're like, okay, I'm going to finish this game. I'm going to continue, you know, learning the patterns of these bosses. Because I've got to the point where it's like, I actually enjoy doing this. Like, I, I see why people like it. I see why these games are so popular. Because at one some point, you're like, no, I can do this. I can, if I just execute, like, in this way, I can beat this boss and I can move on. So, I, 
so I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to continue to play it on stream. I'm having a lot of fun doing it there. I've um, got a couple of people from Russia that are hanging out with me while I do that. Uh, shout out to Super awesome. Random that's like cheering me on um, from all the way over there because it's lunchtime when I stream super early in the morning. So, <laughs> so I'm going to continue do, doing that. All right, cool. And if there's nothing else, we like to thank everyone that's hanging out with in a, hanging out with us in chat. That's a hard thing to say. Axionis eighty nine, Phaedrin's lurking over there. We see you, Phaedrin. We see you over there. So, I think we're gonna jump over to the news, and I think I have a All button right. for that. All right, I gotta talk to you about something. Correspondent Michael from the field is going to give us a breakdown of a couple of stats that, uh, that we dropped <laughs> oh on Twitter. <laughs> well, thanks, Steve. We're out in the field. We're we're talking to the people. We're hitting the streets. We're doing the things. We're doing all the things. Um, so this news definitely comes on the on the tail end of what's been going on globally in the world. More people are inside. More people are home. More people are, are are not branching out, but more people are exploring all the regions of digital media and physical media and movies and games and all things um, streaming and and all things entertainment. Because what else are you going to do when you're home? When you're when you're asked to be home, read a book. Um, re- you could read a book. There are some great books out there. Um, my son is reading the Harry Potter series for the first time, and he's pretty excited. That's pretty cool. So in the month of April, um, we're reporting here from the Media Play News that April video game, April video game disc, disc sales. Got to pronounce that right or else it gets really weird. Video game disc so, so sales So this is actual unit sales. This, this is, these aren't discs. So these numbers that we have here. These That's are just the web address. Yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. I got it's. I got gotcha. you. Okay, so so more people are buying games. Obviously, obviously, that's that's it. Back to you in the studio. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> so so in April, um, there were eight hundred and eight thousand switches sold. There was four hundred and eleven four hundred eleven thousand PS4 sold, and three hundred twenty nine thousand yep. Xbox One sold. And this is significant because these are the highest numbers of each platform um, so far, which is insane. So what I wonder is that's the just the Xbox numbers because Xbox doesn't release console sales numbers. Um, I mean, I don't know where they got it. I'm just I mean, assuming I that up. I read it on the internet, so it's true. But It's got to like, be true. It's got to be true. I mean, that's just – those are insane numbers. So, I mean, if they can – I, I don't know. I guess it's it's bad that we're all quarantined, but it's good for, you know, at least our hobby is profiting and benefiting off of people staying home. Right. So I guess that's good. Sure. That's a weird thing to right. to say in that. But, you know, we try to look for silver linings in all these things. We know that people are suffering, and it's really frustrating for people that don't have jobs currently. But, hey, people are playing video games, so get out there, play your Animal Crossing. Have you guys been watching the, <laughs> like, Twitter, the Animal Crossing, the Animal Talking Game Show that Gary Witta is doing? So I haven't a live live talk show in Animal Crossing where he's getting a bunch of celebrities on like Danny Trejo was on Elijah Wood was on and it's like blown up crazily. I that's awesome. And it's getting a lot of traction now. I wonder like if something like that continues once quarantine is lifted and people go back to normal. Um, Nah, I don't think so because they got more stuff to do. 
So it's like, oh, going going back to making movies. So yeah, it's just kind of an interesting thing that's yeah. like this microcosm of of the quarantine, or people are like finding ways to capitalize and to actually make content and make something of themselves. I mean, not that you know, but I, not that. But I also that, think, but... Steve, that it, that it's also showing it's also showing a lot about about what the country needs, what they what they want. Uh, I think there's a lot of things going to come from this quarantine. You know media is going to be delivered differently right so right at the beginning of quarantine i think it was onward was in movie theaters and then that got shipped straight to disney plus right and um what else the trolls movie i think they went straight to to streaming services so i think i think things are changing i think we're going to see a different way to disperse media and entertainment maybe um and and i would and I would actually hope that we do see that. I hope that I hope that we don't just go back to life before, you know, where we stand in line at movie theaters. And I hope things are changing. When was the last time you stood in line at a movie theater? Um, it was for. <laughs> so I think the last movie, the last movie I saw in theaters was Rise of Skywalker. No, when was the last well, time you long... stood in line for a theater? Because you said. I mean, you still. You still stand in line for it. You know, you buy your tickets online, obviously, but you still stand in line and have to go through that that physical, I have to stand behind this person to get to my seat, you know, concession stand, all that kind of stuff. So, I, I, I mean, it's still there. You roll your eyes like it's not there, but no, it's not I, there. I mean, I will be sad if, like, the movie theater experience goes away because I really enjoy, like, date night at the movies. Like, I hate... Like, I, I understand why people would want to just sit home and pay for their movie because I think that's something that needs to happen because I don't think theaters have really been, like, offering the type of experience that people want to spend that much money for. But I, I kind yeah. of do like the idea of still going to theaters just for, you know, maybe it is just to get away from my kids. Maybe I'll just pay someone, like, just to take my kids away. But, I mean, I, that's something that I, <laughs> that I still wanted. I would love to still go to theaters. So. Um, speaking of theaters being canceled, so BlizzCon officially has been canceled. They said, hey, um, they waited kind of to the last minute. Um, I don't know why they waited so long. I, I assume that people at Blizzard were like, yeah, this, there's no way this thing's going to happen. But they finally said they're going to cancel it. We assume that they were just going to continue to do their digital thing like they do alongside BlizzCon, but they've also pushed that back, which I thought was kind of interesting. I don't exactly know why they would. At BlizzCon, usually they do a lot of their championship stuff, like Hearthstone's championship takes place um, during BlizzCon. I don't think... I'm trying to think of what other um, esports they have that finish at BlizzCon, but I I can't think of one because I think the Overwatch League... Um, ends at a different time and then i think they might do the world of warcraft pvp um tournament there at blizzcon but that's all been canceled i know that jeff Keeley has said blizzard is going to be part of his stuff but i don't know if that's just going to be announcing um blizzard immortal or something i can't imagine that they're going to drop like diablo 4 news with jeff Keeley. that's something that they would say for a blizzcon announcement um so i don't really know exactly why they're pushing it back but they said they're going to try it for the beginning of next year to do a digital event so i mean i think for like trade shows like that like when we go to ea play like we always people see more from home at these trade shows than they ever would when they're actually there in person like when we were there in person we stared at the back of a bunch of like um camera gear a bunch of people standing in the way (laughs) when we're trying to watch panels just because of the way that they had ea play set up it was like 
Um, there were not many sight lines to where you could actually see the stage show out there in the sun in LA, you know, in the middle. It was a cool, fun experience when you go and you're like, Oh, that's exciting. But then after like the first day, it's like, Oh, there's so many people crammed into the space because they don't like, you know, manage it. (laughs) It's like, yeah, just come on in. Let's keep going. Let's just, That's the same for E3 or, you know, the Xbox briefing, any of those things. It's all the same. There's huge lines. Everybody's trying to get in to go see the same thing. And it's cool. Like when I, you know, was went to the Xbox briefing a couple of years ago when they announced Halo Infinite. But I was like, you know, that huge screen, but I was 150, 200 feet away from it. I'm like, what is that? Is Let that me the see. Master Chief? What armor is that? Yeah, and and then man, how disappointed were you when you're like, we're gonna finally see Halo Infinite, and they just got a short little yeah. trailer of old. And I was like, and, ah! anyway, and, but and I'm I, still stoked. But yeah, it was frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to be there, but like something like BlizzCon. Yeah. BlizzCon has a different feel than a lot of the trade shows because because it's it's like Blizzard specific, right? Um, mm-hmm. You go to EA Play, and they've got Apex, they've got Star Wars, they got Anthem, they got FIFA, they got Madden. Like, there's not, like, a huge, like, glue that holds all those things together. I mean, other than EA being the publisher, but it's not like that's the glue, right? Like, Blizzard fans are Blizzard fans. Uh, Most of the time, they come together and actually enjoy each other, unless you announce Diablo Immortal instead of Diablo 4, in which case they, like, turn on you. um, Is this a joke? Like, I mean, if if Bioware, (laughs) if yeah, if Bioware themselves, like, had their own convention, I'm sure, like, that would be very similar to something like Blizzard um something like blizzcon so all right yeah. so next piece of news this is something I, I don't like there was some second extinction extinction news that dropped but i think we can skip that until like more stuff comes out i mean that's the dinosaur game yeah. that looks like turok that's going to be coming out three person multiplayer game where you can destroy dinosaurs yep. sounds like a lot of fun um i mean it should be interesting it's made on the avalanche uh game engine right so they, they use for like Just Cause, uh, they use that on Mad Max, they used it on Rage 2, um, you know. So it's being published by one of their studios, they have four studios now. So and they publish, they have their own publishing brand as well, so they're publishing their own games. Wow. So. Good for them. But I think this is something yeah. that I saw, this was posted in our Discord by Scout. He is our resident VR expert, and I thought Mike actually might enjoy this one. So Mike, you want to read us this next news here? Item? Oh, yeah. yeah. I do. So, so part of my family's makeup is, is we do Disney a lot. That's just something that we choose to do. Um, and, and with star Wars land coming out this last, this past couple of years, it's just awesome experience. Amazing thing. Really cool to be in a new park. Really cool to be in a new world. Just super fun. Right. Um, so uh, what was announced was that star Wars tales from the galaxy's edge a new VR experience coming later this year. So what this is, this is a VR that is set in Batu, which is the um, town that you're, I guess it's the planet. It's the planet of Batu, I think. It's the planet that you're on when you go to Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And so um, when it sets in the timeline of Star Wars, it sets in between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. And it's it's in the Black Spire outpost of Batu, which is where you visit, and you will be given um, the opportunity to live your own adventure and explore part of the galaxy far, far away in a virtual reality setting. So it's I mean it's just super cool. It it makes sense 
that that Star Wars is a great IP for um, VR, um, and that's a lot of uh, alphabet letters in in succession. So we're going to take those. Um, but it, it's just super fun. Um, uh, I've experimented a little bit with VR. Was able to play on Steve's VR headset that he had and did some cool stuff. I think it's a really cool, neat idea. Um, and, and I look forward to, to taking, to taking a shot at it and seeing what it's all going to be about. I like Star Wars. Star Wars is a, is a fun world to be in. So it, it seems exciting and I think my kids are going to love it. And, and like you said, at the top of the show, kids, they don't ruin everything, but, but when you have kids, they start to take over and it seems everything's about them. So they're really going to like that and it'll just be fun to experience it with them. Yeah, and really the the main reason I brought this story up is because I got to go to Star Wars Land this year, and Michael didn't, and haha, I just wanted to laugh at you for that. So, like, they have the Vader Immortal experience um, on Oculus, and I think that's come to PSVR, I'm not 100% sure. Like, I don't know if a VR experience in Star Wars, like, gets me excited to, like, go there. Like, if if I've been to, the, like, the world of Batu in star wars land you've been there like physically and then the transfer that over is like all right now you're gonna do that in vr like i don't know what this game is like the main thing that they did when they announced this on like their website is they're like hey check out this logo it's like i don't care about your logo like what is the game is like is it a walking simulator am i just gonna be walking around looking at stuff is there actually gameplay like what's like this doesn't tell me anything other than hey we're working on this which is cool that's fine but i mean I don't know what it is, you know, like, I think it's, I think, unfortunately, maybe, although I'm keep trying to be optimistic about it, but I think it's everything that, that we've come to experience from VR, right? It's, it's unfortunately, as it currently stands, I think it's a lot of party experiences, right? So you have people over, Hey, let's bust out the VR headset and let's record ourselves running into the, um, the TV, TV and, Right, and putting grandma on the roller coaster and having her freak out and having grandma. people fall off big stools. Like like why do you put someone in a VR headset on like a big old smite. bar stool? Like like what do you think is gonna happen, right? So so I think, Steve, that unfortunately where VR is, it's that's what it is. It's gonna be a party scenario type. And I think that's okay to start with until they decide, okay, how can this really work? How can we make it where players can walk around in a virtual environment without running into the TV? How can we, how can we do it in a cool way where it really utilizes VR? Um, Cause I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure if VR is like, like what it's medium is actually for, right? So what, so what would it be for maybe to walk around a star destroyer? Because, because that's something that, that so far no one has decided to build. <laughs> And that's what I mean. I mean, so what? So what could it be used for? Would could you wear? Could you wear a VR headset holding a controller and do an FPS for three and a half hours? No, um, I I think. See, see, this is hard because there are some cool experiences out. Question. Well, I'm I'm gonna try to answer your question by not answering your question and asking you nice. um, multiple questions and ask I, me a couple follow up yeah, questions. I think I think there are some cool experiences in VR. Like I I have a lot of VR games that I've played and then I haven't finished, and that's because I think VR is very isolating. 
Um, you put on mm-hmm. your thing. You're like, all right, guys, I'm checking out. I'm in VR. My kids like it. Like Beat Saber is like perfect because that you that's just pick up and go. And I think people that like VR really like VR. And there are some really cool experiences like Half Life, Alex, or everything that anyone has said. Like it's an awesome, it's an amazing experience. Um, but again, like they still do the. You know, it's not like you're you're really walking around. But I mean, that's just a locomotion problem that they have to solve. A lot of people get you know um, motion sickness. So that's tough. Like, you know, if you're flying an X-Wing um, in VR, yeah, I would be down for that. That would be super cool if it's just like dogfighting. But then again, you know, that's well, that's a ton of motion sickness if you're not used to that. But yeah. I don't know. I just I just wish they would have told <laughs> us more about what exactly this game is going to be. Like, would it be cool to walk around? Because when you think of Star Wars, like, Star Wars is kind of dirty. Like, I guess if you take the original trilogy... Like, the planets are dirty, the spaceships are dirty. Unless you're on a Star Destroyer, everything's clean, and then it's just buttons. So, like, what do you do to interact with things in a Star Wars universe? I mean, maybe it is going to Batu because they've got the places there where you can pick up a bunch of stuff, you can look at a bunch of things. Um, but other than that, I don't know. Maybe I'm just all Star Wars out. But Which is kind of weird to hear you say because it's just weird. I mean, we, we've been inundated with Star Wars for the last how many years now? And it's just been Star Wars after Star Wars after Star Wars. Like, I, I really like the Star Wars game. I wish someone would make a Rogue One game. Like, I don't know why it has taken this long. Um, Battle, <laughs> Battlefield, Battlefront, whatever it's called, 2, has great starship combat, but it's not like there's a story um, in that multiple. I mean, man, Rogue Squadron could be the coolest thing. Hopefully there's a Rogue Squadron in it, um, at EA Play or something. Devin, will you take us to the next news item so I can stop talking about Star Wars? Please? I can. I can take it to the next news item. So today, uh, if you've been paying attention to a anything? game called Outriders. Yeah, if you've been paying attention to anything. But uh, more specifically, anything? if you've been paying attention to Outriders, they showed off uh, some of that gameplay at the Xbox briefing last year. And then they showed it off a little bit, you know, the year before that. Uh, but so today they started... Uh, I don't know if these, I'm guessing these are going to be monthly. These are, are broadcast basically for like 30 minutes where they show you 10 to 15 minutes of gameplay. Then they go into detail for 10 to 15 minutes on a specific subject uh, in the game. But there uh, was a lot of cool stuff that they showed off today. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. Uh, just search Outriders on YouTube and you'll be able to find it. We can post a link somewhere, I'm guessing. Yep. Um, to it and uh, it's definitely well worth the watch i recommend watching it in 4k even if you only have a 1080p screen because it looks real good um <laughs> so but some of the things we're going to talk about real quick for that they showed off uh when they have a character levels right so you can level up your characters but they also have world tiers so this is basically like their difficulty levels if you're thinking of like torment levels in diablo those kind of things where you can go up to the higher difficulties to give you better loot you know, stronger enemies, those kind of things. There's also scaling in the game. I forget the exact term for it, but they have, depending on one player's versus three, because it's a three-player looter shooter. Uh, the good things they did announce were it's not a it's not a live service game, so it's going to have a beginning, middle, and end. And I guess there's just going to be replayability based on the world tiers and those kind of things. They haven't really gone into a lot of detail on that just yet. So I'm interested to hear more about that, the replayability, and why we're going to push uh, the higher tiers. They did say, you know, you're going to need to really have a maxed out kit, basically a really, really focused build when you get to those higher world tiers. That uh, goes from 1 to 15 right now. That's what they've showed off. Uh, you have four different classes of characters that you can choose from, and they showed off the Trickster, 
or the assassin build, basically. And I really like that build. I thought it was pretty cool. And the skill tree, there's three different skill trees that you can go through, and you can mix and match all the different abilities. It's a lot of really cool stuff, you know. Um, yeah, there's there's another thing that said no microtransactions. What do they, you know, determine? You know, what's their definition of microtransaction? I don't know. Is there not going to be any kind of cosmetics you can buy? I don't. I don't know of a game that's not live service that doesn't have, you know, that type of cosmetic microtransaction. But this know. is not. Well, but, but remember, this one, this game. one isn't live service, though. Yeah, this no, is, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what game that's not live service? Oh, I get what you're saying. Kind of, I mean, there, where is the tail, right? Where's the the end that's going to reap back all the money? Because this is going back to the games that aren't live service or don't have a long tail, where they put out DLCs and they put out, you know, um, customization options and things like that you can purchase. Their only way to get their money back is from the initial launch of the game when people are buying that game right so there has to be some other way because of how expensive games are to make today that there has Mm. to be another way to get that money back in that's interesting because i didn't i didn't read that i didn't read that um when i was watching the video i it seemed like it was a very close system you buy the game you play it yeah you end it and then you start again basically is that makes you know it's beginning middle end here's everything they got I'm sure they'll probably have some some kind of DLC or story content that will come out later. Is my guess. I'm hoping because it looks like a very interesting world. The stuff that they've shown off, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I don't know. I mean, it's, it definitely looks really cool. It's frustrating again. I really don't like when they only have three player games. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just a, it's an odd number, and it really started with Destiny, and I hate Bungie for it. Um, <laughs> It started with um, Lost Vikings and Battletoads back in the arcade. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. But, I mean, that was a long time ago. In the the modern era, there was always like four-player co-op, those kind of things, split screen. Mm -hmm. And then it turned to three players. And that's kind of frustrating when, you know, you have groups of four people. That are used to think that that had something to do with um, asset loading and frame rates and all that stuff. Um, I mean, I'm sure it probably did last gen and this current gen, you know. But hopefully, next gen um, be able to fix all that. We'll see. I mean, it's it's upsetting. It's just you know, what was the what was the other one that you talked about real briefly? The second 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 extinction extinction. has three players. Again, you know, Godfall um, is going to have three players. Yeah, Godfall has three players, but. I mean, there's maybe, obviously there's maybe there was some research us. done and found out that gamers only have know. two other friends. <laughs> that still I mean, seems high to me. I'm, I am not, you know, the most popular guy, and I have to, you know, there's like eleven to twelve people that I could play games with at any night, and it's like, oh, hey, there's four of us together. Even with even when there's games that have four of us, it's still like, oh, I wish we could have more people right. to get together. You know, more ways to get together. So, I'm really interested in this. I'm interested in. You know, I really love that they're letting you customize the user interface, which I really think oh, a lot of games cool. should do. Because they're letting you, giving you the full level of, you know, you can take basically everything off the screen or put all kinds of stuff on there. You can have hit hitbox, you know, the numbers. You can have their shields or health, your shields and health, uh, you know, your mini map, all this kind of stuff that you can put on there and change. And so I think that's really cool. I'm interested to find out more about the game and... You know, I think some people are kind of doubting it a little bit online, basically what I was reading. And the internet is the internet, of course. And during the live mm-hmm. stream, it was a pretty negative place. I don't know why. The video was awesome that they were showing off. But 
Um, it was definitely negative on YouTube and other places. But if you have a chance, it's like 25 minutes long. You, you can watch it in different spurts. There's even They even cut it up into smaller sections where there's oh, yeah. just a 12-minute one of just the gameplay. And then they have the ne- next 12 and a half minutes where they go into detail um, about what was it the character. Yeah, the um, character. Yeah, about the character. Yeah. Character yeah. and the skill tree. I think and it was just tree. done, and it was just done super well. Like, yeah. like the presenters. Yeah. I mean, they. Just, yeah, it was. It. It really was really well done. I. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. So, I think. I think. I am ex- excited for that. So I think one thing about watching Outriders. I know last week I talked about the potential or the thought that Anthem should drop its live service. And then mm-hmm. seeing like Outriders being like, hey, this is not life service. This is what the game is. There's a story. If you want to play the story through, you leave it on the lowest difficulty. You get through it. If you want to push it, you can push it. It's going to be hard to do solo unless you're all leveled up. And I'm like, I think I think I like that. And, you know, and, and this thought went through my head as you were talking about how are they going to make money in the future. Like, what if they just put out Outriders and that's it. And then the team moves on to make something different, you know, and then mm-hmm. they go on to the next game, which which seems like, oh, that's unheard of. Like, I mean, from from all accounts, looking at this game, um, what it is like, it's going to sell well at launch. Right. Um, we still mm-hmm. I, I hate to say it's going to be awesome because last time we make those assumptions, things happen. <laughs> and and, I, and I'm trying to learn my lesson about assuming things right. So, but I I am going to assume that it's going to sell well at launch because the game looks interesting. It looks looks fun. Um, The the sound seemed like super high, like for a lot of the things. Maybe it was just my crappy speakers I was listening to it on. But like the the sound might have just been off for me. But like I'm kind of excited to pick up a game that has an end and feel like I can put it down and not feel like Devin and Mike have played 400 hours more than me I'm never going to catch up. Like, what's the point? They got a full day ahead of me because they took the day off and they started and played through the whole thing. I didn't already. take the day off. I had the day off by virtue of the calendar. There's yeah. a difference. So, <laughs> so I, I, I am excited to jump into it. Like, it's, this is not a game that I have been actively pursuing news on. And I think that also lends to my excitement for it because I'm not like, okay, every little morsel, I'm not watching all the YouTube videos of people dissecting it. It's like, hey, yep. this is a game that's coming out. This looks really cool. I'll play it when it comes out, and then I'll beat it. And then if there's more, there's more. If not, I can put it down, and I can move on. So Move on to the next thing. I think and, the problem is, you know, though, it's like that's the old way that they used to make games before, you know, like live service games. And um, that was fine when games weren't like 60 to $100 million to make, you know. Yeah. And so that's why it's like it has to be – they have to recoup all that money if they don't have some way of recouping it another way with DLC or cosmetics. It either has to sell everything right then or they have to make it or they have to cut stuff so that it doesn't cost as much to make. Yeah, and, and, So, I don't know. And it seems if, if you go the route of, hey, no microtransactions, you're kind of leaving money on the table because, you know what, if you have a cool skin, and they did show off some really cool-looking yeah. weapons and stuff in the game, <laughs> Like, one of the horns. Yeah, I like, that like if like <laughs> I do not mind giving companies money for something that makes me look cool. Hey, Rusted, how's it going? Rusted's hanging out with us in the chat, so I I, do, I don't mind that as long as we're not paying for power. If it's just like, hey, this is gonna make this gun look cooler, like yeah, I'll give you money. Like I am more than happy to support developers. Like, and I mean maybe no, because it's not life service. Because they could well. 
I don't know if you consider a season pass as live service. Yeah, I don't think so. I oh, think yeah. What's the, the live service is like events and continual stuff like on a weekly basis. Um, you know, I, I think if they just do DLC, stuff. maybe, I don't know. I mean, like Borderlands isn't live service, but they have DLC that comes out and they do patches and everything else. So I don't know. It's a tough definition, right? I mean, they could say it's right. not live service, but they could still be putting out patches for the, for the game. They're obviously not going to leave it broken. Right. But, I, mean, I, I don't know. I well, I mean, I mean <laughs> right, right. Your bases um, belong to us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting when it comes out. It's going to be interesting to see because it's going to be if there if that game comes out at launch for the next gen consoles and Godfall comes out at launch, like that's a looter sword slasher, shooter, a looter sword shooter. <laughs> but uh, you know, so it's like. Uh, How's it going to fare? Which one's going to get right. the most pool? You know, I'm I'm guessing a game that's going to be on multiple on all the you know next gen plus PC. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And uh, but I'm interested in both of them. You know, they both look really cool. But um, you know, like Steven's been more into Godfall, and I've been more into Outriders, and so it's stuff that it's yeah, it's always easier when you have somebody else that can look into stuff also, and you don't have to worry about every game that's out there. Yeah, you know, which is great. Right. It's almost like it's a team. Devin, what's almost. up with what's up with Xbox Series X backwards compatibility? It was pretty good, right? So this morning they they uh, it was kind of a misstep, I think, for me on their PR for their tweet, right? They tried to be like really like putting a dig at Sony at the same time. Uh, for those who follow the stuff in you know more on the on the deeper level. Right. Uh, so because Sony basically for their rumors for their, their back compatibility is they have to use boost mode type of thing for their games and they have to downclock the CPU and GPU to play their games. Uh, and so like right off the gate, their tweet from Xbox says no boost mode, no downclocking, uh, just uses all the power of the Xbox Series X. Right. So it takes full advantage of the CPU and the GPU. And they explained what that meant. That basically means that all the backwards compatibility games are going to run better. They're going to have higher frame rates. And even on some games that's possible, they're going to double the frame rates from 30 to 60 and even from 60 to 120. Uh, they're going to up upgrade uh, the resolution on everything. It's going to take full advantage of that uh, hardware versus, you know, what has been rumored to be the PlayStation 5's backwards compatibility, which is basically running the game as it was on the PS4 or the PS4 Pro. So that's downclocking, you know, your stuff and using a boost mode like they're using for the PS4 Pro versions of back compatible games. And um, I don't know, I, I think it could have just been like no boost mode <clears throat> necessary, no downclock required, you know, kind of thing. It, it just kind of was tacky and they had like the first thing you see is red X marks, you know, or whatever, instead of just right. all green check marks. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really cool features. Another thing they're doing is they're, adding automatic HDR, right? So their AI learning, basically they developed a whole software to just add HDR to, to older games. You know, developers don't have to do anything at all. We don't know uh, for the places, we don't know if developers have to do anything for their backwards compatible games. But for the Xbox, they have their own team internally. It does everything. The developers don't have to do anything. Um, but basically it adds HDR, which is pretty great. Uh, it's going to take advantage of the solid state drive, the faster loading and everything else. Um, you know, for all the thousands of backwards compatible games. So every Xbox one game will work 
and then plus like the 500 or whatever 360 games and i don't remember how many of the original xbox one games are backwards compatible but um it's pretty big it's pretty clear and and uh you know they're very transparent with their information versus what we're getting from sony which is really nothing and um i mean we we have i put this on our on our show notes we kind of talked about it earlier but basically on their website you know there was a cache for some information about the playstation 5 it's not that that web page isn't working anymore off the playstation 5 web page but basically on there for it says lightning speed harness the power of, of a custom cpu gpu and ssd with integrated io that rewrite re Writes. That's that's the typo that I was asking you about. Yeah. You're like, no, that's not what like, it is. Anyway, rewrites the rule of what a PlayStation console can do, right? And then it says, "Stunning games, marvel at incredible graphics, and experience new PlayStation Five features. Play a back catalog of supported PS4 games with system update. What, whatever that means, you know, I, I don't know what that means. Um, breathtaking immersion. Div- discover a deeper gaming experience with support from." For haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, and 3D audio technology. I mean that all that stuff's been out on Xbox for a while. I mean, yes, they have brand new 3D audio technologies. It's amazing. Does great things. Adaptive triggers. You have those, uh, you know, on like the Pro controllers, uh, Elite controllers, those kind of things. And haptic feedback's been in there since the launch of the Xbox One. But those are big buzzwords now. I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is in the PlayStation, but. I don't know. I mean, it's it's really interesting to see. You know, we talked about this before. It seems like nobody can do it correctly for two generations. Um, you know, Sony came out guns blazing, great messaging, everything for the PlayStation Four, just totally dominated and destroyed. Took advantage of every single PR mistake Microsoft made, and Microsoft is basically doing the same thing to them, to them, but just putting all the information out there, not doing dumb videos of this is how you share a video a game with your friends i mean that, that video could have possibly won the entire generation for sony so it could have i mean but realistically if you look back at everything that microsoft was offering a way to sell your digital games a way to share your digital games with your friends all these things, all the uh, things always online which people right now. yeah all these things that people want to do that they were whining complaining about and blah 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 you know Always online. We don't want to be always online yet. Every one of their games is always, you know, all these big games are always online, including Outriders. Outriders is an always online experience, uh, going back to that topic. But, yeah, I mean, it's pretty incredible, you know, that they can do that with their back compat, you know, especially jumping up the frame rates and the, you know, basically AI done, uh, you know, HDR. I mean, when they kind of revealed the Xbox Series X with uh, Digital Foundry, they kind of showed off that HDR basically for Halo five and uh, that was made before HDR was even a thing for video games. And they showed it off in Halo five. I mean, how many people have HDR compatible TVs? I mean, maybe I'm just a whole generation behind on my TV that I don't have HDR, but I I mean, if you're getting a new 4k TV, a lot of them, you know, that's the big thing for the 4k HDR TVs. Yeah. I I always wonder like, because they're always talking about, you know, um, 120 frames per second. Like, do people know that they have to have a TV that does 120 hertz <laughs> in order to take a full advantage of that? Is that something that people know? Like, I, I bet it's not common knowledge. Yeah, or they're just like, yeah, my my console or my TV can do this. 
And they're like, oh, you have to turn on that feature. She's like, look how smooth it is, yeah. but and you didn't have the feature turned on. And they're still on. running oh. it, like, at 30 frames. Like, anyway, so my, yeah. my big thing is, like, I'm, I'm kind of tired of Xbox and Sony right now. Like, just, like, just show us the games, right? Like, cool, you're not doing boost mode, Xbox. You're not overclocking, whatever. But I just want to know what the next generation games look like i don't want to look at a tech demo which looked amazing like the unreal engine 5 tech demo which the flying was not you know controlled by a player um but i want to see <laughs> i want to see halo 5 in action this is gonna blow up yeah, now, i want <laughs> i want to see whatever first party title sony is going to put out and showcase on the yeah. playstation 5 because i don't know any of their first party titles that are coming to PlayStation 5. Well, I got good news for you, Stephen. Will you tell me some good news? Uh, there's a rumored event for the third of next week. And, and that, PlayStation rumored event. Right? And, and, that's, and that's what I want to see. I want to see the games running. I'm tired of talking about teraflops. I'm tired of talking about what speeds people can and can't have. Because, you know what? It doesn't mean anything. Like, unless the games look good. And unless the games play good. Right? Um, yeah. I'm already, but, I mean, there's always the thing like even in a recent interview that, uh, Phil Spencer did, uh, with Reggie fils or however you say his name, That's how you say his name on his podcast. And he was like, you know, you really can't see, you know, I mean, you're watching a video, but it doesn't do it justice. The power of next gen consoles until you actually play it and you can feel, you know, the game, right. So you can feel right. how smooth it is. And I'm, I'm interested in that, you know, I'm interested to see what they're going to do for that. And I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see what Sony's going to bring to the, to the table and, and what, what they're bringing first party wise. Um, Cause right now, like, I don't even know, like all their big guns are like, well, last of us getting, is coming out. Ghost is coming out in well, the barrel before it, the console even comes out. Yeah, unless, so unless Insomniac announces Spider-Man two as a launch title for PlayStation yeah, five. Like, I don't, I don't think see that. I, yeah, I, I don't think it's realistic either because, I mean, you know, a new platform building from the ground up. I mean, unless – I don't I don't. I just want to see – what... Like a PlayStation 5 version of Spider-Man. And, and that's but... probably true. I mean, I'm guessing it's probably going to be backwards compatible. I mean, they've already shown Spider-Man running on a PS5. But I just want to see what is going to be new, and I want to see what the crap it's all about. Like, there was, there was an upcoming issue of the official game – uh, PlayStation Magazine. So, I mean, take this with a grain of salt because it's PlayStation saying, hey, look how cool our PlayStation is. But they said there's 38 different PS5 titles coming to Sony's next general next gen console, okay? So 38 titles. That sounds like a super cool headline you can slap on a magazine. But when you read through this list, uh, Dragon Age 4 is on this list. It's not a single first-party game. Okay. Like, um, we don't know when Dragon Age 4 is coming out. We don't know when, um, shoot, where are the other ones on here? We don't know when Starfield is coming out. We certainly don't know when Elder Scrolls Six is coming out. Like, we don't know when, like, Warframe, okay, Warframe's probably going to, you know, you can probably play Warframe, like the PlayStation 4 version of Warframe on a PlayStation 5. So I don't understand, like, when they say, hey, look at these titles. Like, it's just it just sucks yeah. that they do stuff like this. Like, hey, look at this list. We don't know when any of these games are coming out, but look at this list, right? I just want to see games being played on the Xbox, on Sony. Like, I, I would actually honestly want to see, you know, next-gen titles being played on Stadia also to let me know if that's where I should be spending my money, if it should be... Oh, like that thing's on a, still there? 
yeah, Stadia is still there. And you know what? I Someday, Stadia is going to have a killer <laughs> app that people are going to like, I have to play it here. Because that's, you know, Stadia, that's the only place we'll be able to play it and get that kind of, those kind of features that are offered on a cloud, right? Someday that'll happen. It's not, I don't know when, but I just want to see, I want to see what the next generation is going to bring. I don't want it to be a tech demo. I want to see it and I want to see it now. And we're going to see it soon. We're probably going to see a bunch of stuff next month from PlayStation. We're probably going to see a bunch of stuff next month from Xbox, I hope. Whether that's first party or third party, I'm not sure. But I just want to see this stuff. So, anyway. Um, I think we've beat that horse to death. So what I want to do <laughs> is I want to talk about something that all three of us have been playing, um, to different degrees. And I want to talk about Minecraft yep. dungeons, right? So Mike, I want your yeah. impressions on Minecraft, the dungeons. Minecraft dungeons is, is I was talking to Devin when we, when we did our stream a couple days ago, it's. It's more fun than it should be. Like, it's a super fun game, and it doesn't seem like it would be. You think Minecraft? You're like, Minecraft? Really? Dungeons? Okay, I guess Dungeons. But, like, you get in there, and you play, and you're like, holy cow, this game is really fun. And and I had a whole lot of fun playing it. Um, not to say that it's not without its issues, but, I mean, but but it took me back to, like, Diablo 3 days. It's just fun. It's and and again this whole this whole thread of the kids being able to play with my kids and teach them how to do a dungeon crawler you know all right, all right guys like I know you like those knives but they're a level three you need to move up to this this higher level gear that you have to get a higher level like like that whole progression you can't just keep the stuff that looks good you have to you have to follow the progression so you can get the higher level gear. You know, right now you're working on a ranged build, like so. So you need to pick artifacts that that really um, lean to that and help you help you fulfill that. Okay, now you've got a melee build going. That's a really good melee weapon. So let's look at artifacts now that help support your melee. You know, and then reminding them that you you've got to have some type of health artifact in there, or or you're not going to last very long. So it's just fun to kind of go through and teach them. And teach them in a in a game that they already understand, right? So they understand Minecraft. They understand, you know, they know the names of all the baddies that we're fighting. And I'm like, no, that's just the tall spaghetti looking dude. He's just really tall, all right? So like, Internet. no, that's this guy. Exactly. You know, that's this guy. Oh, you're being shot by this guy. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But but it's just super fun. I really like the the cartoony stylization that's just fun for me um it's challenging devin and i ran into that like like <laughs> it's not easy it's not a cakewalk you think minecraft and you think oh this is going to be a cakewalk and it's not even playing um with my boys and even with myself a little bit that's funny even playing just I as me. Admit that on here so so just so just playing you know single player it's challenging it's not easy and it's and it's not supposed to be and it's it's super super fun um there could be some things fixed about it but but i won't go into that until you guys until you guys tell me how you do and did how how do you do the things yeah so my initial impressions like day one was really frustrating for me it was really fun but frustrating Right, so I enjoy the game. I'm having a lot of fun playing it. Um, but 
progression is not cross save, right? So I was playing with my boys. We were all playing on the Xbox on our TV in the living room, and it was super chaos with four people playing. And uh, but I was like, oh, here's my character. You know, it's this level. And I go to load up on my PC. I'm like, oh, start a new character. I was like, what? And uh, you know, I knew it wasn't crossplay, but I figured with a Microsoft account, you know, that should be cross-save compatible right there. No question. I mean, I understand not being cross-save between Xbox, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch right out the gate, but you know, Xbox Live for both PC and and Xbox, that's just you know, that that stuff is needs to be there day one when you're a first party title. And uh, so that was really frustrating. What, and then what made it even more frustrating is it's not cross-save on PC. And so like we talked about earlier in the show, I have two, two computers. And the one I stream on is out in my garage because um, based on the pandemic and the schedules, my wife is home more in the evenings now. And so she likes to watch TV and doesn't want to turn the volume down. And and so I'm out in the garage where it's hot with no air conditioning. And so, but my character like in the garage is like level 16. And I'm like, I would like to go into the air conditioning and play my character that is level 16 inside. But instead I have to sit out in the garage and keep using that character. So it's really frustrating. And like the first day I, I started four characters on the first day, which I was really not happy about. Uh, and I talked about it on the Discord. Like, basically, if this wasn't, you know, and there was other issues with getting the downloadable content because I purchased the hero version, right, the $30 version, because uh, it gives you the two DLCs and stuff. Because I, I was like, I'm really going to play this game. and It looks really like a lot of fun. And so whenever I find a game on Game Pass that I like, I buy the game and I support the developer that way. So, you know, I was new out of the gate. I'm just going to buy that. But on PC, it was Still, I don't have it on either one of my PCs, the DLC for the Hero Edition, uh, which like is just a cape and a, and a chicken right now that follows you around. Uh, but on console, it was not a problem at all. It just automatically is there. It works. It's, it's not an issue. But on PC, it, it, it frustrates me because it only keeps entering the base version of Minecraft and not giving me, even though it says you own this, I can't install it anywhere because it doesn't let you install it separately. Even when I go to manage it, it doesn't let me install it. And so it's really irritating to me about that because I'm like, God, I paid for the DLC and other things. So if you don't give that to me, I, I mean, this needs to be fixed. But overall, it's really fun. Uh, I'm excited to keep playing some more. I'm like like some, my main character. I'm level 16, power level 22 because I got some awesome gear. Um, you know, because Mike, when he said, oh, we're playing on normal, I'm pretty sure he picked a harder level than what it's supposed to be, and that's why we're getting our clocks cleaned. But because uh, when I'm playing at the appropriate level, it's not that bad. Not <laughs> right? When the, when you play at the suggested level, it's not bad. Is there a way to pull your save um, off your computer and just transfer your save file? No, and so and that's the problem also because they're they're saying, oh well, your save is on that local device, but that doesn't make sense when the Xbox transfers no problem. You know, it syncs up and it logs you in and says syncing content. And so that's why I was like really frustrated because I played on Xbox first and then I played on the Xbox on my TV and then I went to the Xbox at my desk. Worked no issues, no problem, right? And so I was like, okay, let me log into the PC. And there was, I logged into my account. There was no syncing. And I was like, 
middle finger screen. <laughs> so, so my my initial response impressions of the game are I I think the game looks really good. I wish there was some RTX stuff thrown in there um, on the PC, just because I think that would be because um, I want every game to use RTX. Because if I paid for the card, I want everyone to use it. Um, I, yeah. I think it is a very competent entry-level action RPG. It's quick and it's fun. I don't think I'm interested in playing more than the hour that I played unless I'm playing with my kids or with someone else. Um, because so I you're think not interested in playing it solo? No, I don't think I would play this game solo. Like I did it for an hour <laughs> on stream. Um, you don't like, like playing with yourself? I don't like playing with myself. Um, That's weird. So... Like, we had a lot of fun playing together, me and my kids. Now this conversation is just getting weird. It's taking on a weird tone. Um, (laughs) And and you know what? For me, it's not even so much like playing the game, but my kids get so excited playing the game. And it's just fun watching (laughs) them be excited about how this blows up and the new thing that they got and all these, Mm -hmm. you know, finding the, the, the little creepers riding chickens. Like, they get really excited because they're super into Minecraft. I think this is a perfect, like I said, it's a perfect entry into an action RPG. I think it's a, like, the game, I think there could be a lot more depth. But I think if you added more depth, then... I think it would get lost. No, well, and and I don't want to say it's like, oh, kids wouldn't understand it. Because kids are smart. I mean, kids build a ton of crap in Minecraft, so they'd figure it out. But I think just the ease of picking up and going and playing is, like, huge in this game. Or you don't need to be told, like, go collect this, go do this. It's just like, hey, go here, fight these guys. You know, if you want to explore, cool. If not, whatever. So, like, watch I mean, my kids love it. So it's like the, it's like the best $20 ever spent. Because this is, like, the first game that got my oldest to stop playing Minecraft. And I, like, shoot a ton of games at him being like, hey, why don't you try this? Why don't you try this? But he always goes back to Minecraft. So this is the first time in a really long time where he's just been like, nope, I'm going to play. Minecraft. It 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 is is still Minecraft. Minecraft. But it's Minecraft Dungeons. And then it got me thinking, like, this opens up the potential for Minecraft to do a lot more games, right? They've done an action RPG. What is the Minecraft kart racer going to look like? What is, you know, an open RPG, an action, not action RPG, but a third person Minecraft game? What does that look like? You know, does this give Microsoft Mojang like the ability to say, well, what else can we do? I mean, they've already made all the money in the world with Minecraft. Like, why not try something different? Why not? Well, and I think they are, right? Like, did you see their, their new logo announcement video? Oh, no, I didn't see that for Mike, <clears throat> for Mike, um, Microsoft or for Mojang? Mojang, yeah. So they have five studios, four or five studios across the world. Yeah. And so in there, it talks about, like, I'll I'll link it, I'll send it to you. But it talks about they're experimenting with new ideas and new games and all this stuff. And it's like, where's the future going to take us? You know, it's an exciting time when they put out their new logo and all this stuff. And so uh, it's always surprising when you're like, oh, they have this many studios? Holy crap. Okay, (laughs) cool. And, uh, you know, so it's it's exciting. So, like, when you think about it, okay, so, yeah, they, you know, they count, you know, as Mojang counts as one of the Xbox game studios, but they have four or five, I can't remember the exact number, it's four or five studios within that one studio. They have four or five locations that work on different things. And if you think about Minecraft Dungeons, it was only a small portion of the, the team or one of the teams that made Minecraft Dungeons. It wasn't even everybody. Right. 
just like the RTX Minecraft stuff was made by one guy, you know, and over like a couple months. And so, I mean, I don't know, whatever they're working on, they're working on it. <laughs> so yeah. uh, if it's good, it's good. And I think Minecraft Dungeons is good. And I am excited that my kids are having so much fun playing it. Like this is like if they were, man, it's, it's going to be wild before I can introduce them to yourself. Diablo 3. Like I, what's, what's your character level, Steven? Is he a scrub? What level um, is he? Huh? So I, I, only, I only played for an hour and I made it through like the first three levels or whatever. Like there's just, for me personally, there's nothing driving me to like continue to improve my character right like Ooh. i can go get the mm. stuff but i mean but doing it alone it just wasn't that much fun to me i'm like i i think the game is good i think it's going to be great for my boys to continue to play it and find dogs and you know shoot the mans but for me there's just not a drive to like okay i need to beat this game because i need to see the it i mean there's very little story right there's there's mm-hmm. the illager he's, like, he's, he's super ripping Ill. With story and 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 I, I'm glad that you guys like it. And it's not like a dig, like, oh, you guys like this kid's game. Like, I'm not saying that. It's just, for me, I'm like, okay. Like, I, I know what this game is now after playing it for an hour. I think it's good. I think there's some depth there that people are going to enjoy. But I don't think I need to play through it to see all of that, to know, like, what the game is. Like, It, ha- it hasn't gotten your competitive bug that both Mike and I are higher level than you. Here, and you want to because you wanna we my, are. You want to hear my competitive <laughs> bug? So I, I was looking at the achievements for this game because I've been tracking this. Um, so of all my friends, like my kids are ranked number two in mobs killed. They're also ranked number one in deaths. They have like the top um, rank in death. That's probably because <laughs> of my youngest. They're second in distance traveled. Um, let's see, fourth in chest open, fourth in amount healed. My kids do not heal each other. That's a huge um, <laughs> item of contention. They never, like, pick me up. No, I'm busy. It's like, dude, just pick yeah. up your little brother. He's right there. Yeah. I've got to fight oh, off hundreds heck. of mobs. Like, dude, just heal him. <laughs> so they're second in artifacts used. Um, I'm, I am surprised that they're third in friend revives. And they're fourth in highest level character. And my kids are higher level than both of you. So... I think I'm doing. They, well, they should be. They are at home doing nothing but playing Minecraft Dungeons. So and, uh, yeah. So that also. So... <laughs> and, yeah. And I, think, and I think this is this is like one of the reasons why I don't feel that competitive edge because on my app, like, yeah, my like I am higher than you guys because my kids are putting in the work. So. <laughs> no, your character is not. <laughs> no, because I'll just log in, log in, and play my oldest character, and he's like got all this sweet gear. So, and and I don't know if that's part of it, but like I'm that's glad, like I I'm glad you guys are enjoying. It. I'm glad it's like it's a fun game, like you know. And when more DLC comes out, I'm guessing they're just going to keep adding more and more to it when they see the success of it. And you know what? It's on Game Pass, so it's like a no brainer for people to go in and play yeah. the game, right? One hundred percent. Yep. So. Yeah, do it, especially now. Like, what other games are you going to be playing? Animal Crossing? Being on talk show? Anyway, so, yeah, that's Minecraft Dungeons. Um, Mike, you you said you were having other problems also? Other... I don't think there's enough loot. No, I I, I, th- I I agree. I don't think you get enough loot to, like, swap in yeah. and out. And I think that's, like, a conscious decision yeah. by the developer to be like, we don't need right. to have rings and belts and hair bands and hair clips. no i and i think that and i think that's fine i i like the i like the gear pieces that they've selected i just need more than two of them per level 
Yeah, I agree. With I you. think they've chosen. I think they've chosen weird um, prices for their blacksmith, and then the uh, All right, the, the price uh, goes traveling up, salesman. It does, but it's still just weird to me. Like, like make yeah. it make it like twenty or eighty or a hundred. Like, don't make it eighty-two or one seventy-six. Like, like it's just, yeah, it just bugs me. It's 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 not a round number. It's just yeah, arbitrary yeah. numbers. And, and I yeah, and I don't think like those like getting random loot sucks all the time like i don't think there's like the times that i went in there for like the hour i played i never got anything that i upgraded from using random you know yeah going just gotta to upgrade your luck stat mike okay. so, my, so my kids <laughs> my kids have a ton of emeralds and they never spend them they also never delete anything i'm like why are you guys holding on to all this white garbage get this out of here what is this you're gonna run out <laughs> i of have space. This out. <laughs> i have taught my boys how to delete and and they are running they have their three weapons or they have their two weapons and armor and their three artifacts, and that's it. Every time they upgrade something else, they delete it. Um, I, I I do like that um, that the uh, enchantment um, – I don't even know what they are. The enchantment um, currency, I like that, that 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 comes back to you if you scrap. Because mm-hmm. it's based on you your salvage. Level. Yeah, if you if you salvage a uh, an already enchanted piece, you get those enchantment enchantment currency back. So I think that's cool. Yeah, I think that's. So you said you're only getting two items per level. It's it feels like it. Yeah, like I don't get I don't solo. I'm getting like four to six per level. I mean, you open up every box. Still not a lot. Like four to six. Every box that I find. It's only like ten minutes for a level, though. Yeah, well, and it and it seems like it seems like boss battles don't give you much i don't i don't feel like i've gotten a lot from boss encounters yeah i'll have to go back and do some some like actual data and stuff but it just doesn't seem like there's enough there to even play with the build it seems like i'm stuck with the same gear for maybe a a level and a half to two levels before i can be like okay now i can upgrade it should be raining loot i'm just glad mike that you're like playing video games again and it took minecraft to do that It. I've been playing, not as much as I used to, but I mean, I think, forever, right? I think that's a conscious decision because I spent a I've, I spent a lot of time in the games that I played, and so I need to kind of take a break. It's been like four years since you stopped playing Destiny. Well, yeah, it really has. You've also spent like almost really four has. years playing Destiny, so I guess those scales <laughs> are coming true. to a balance so cool i'm glad you guys that are liking true. minecraft dungeons and i'm excited to see what else comes uh from that team so good on them i'm excited that you've uh decided to play at least two hours of minecraft dungeons every week so um you'll I'm be probably, able to update our listeners on here i will update i will i will interview my kids um 30 minutes <laughs> um every week and we'll add that to the end of the show and they can tell you exactly um what nice. they've been up to so yeah, so I think that's the end of our main show. I think we got a couple things that we can talk about. We have a segment called So Good that we can talk about. And really, it's just... So a, good? Yeah, it's really, it's just an excuse to play this bumper, right? So good. <laughs> so good. Are you kidding me? That is how it's done, my man. It's so great, am I right? So this is just where we get to talk about <laughs> random stuff that, that happened in the week that we thought was super cool and super exciting because that's the end of our video game talk and we can just talk about whatever until we end the show here, so... One thing that so today um, we Mike and I have a cousin that flies Blackhawks for the military, and he flew into town today. And he's like, "Hey, come swing by the airport and bring your kids, and we'll let your kids climb all over this uh, military vehicle." 
when he landed. So we got to go over to the airport, um, got to see him land. Our kids got to jump inside of the cockpit of a Black Hawk. He showed them around everything, all the buttons, the buckles, um, where they put people if they get injured. And like our kids like kind of geeked out about that. And they had a pretty awesome time like getting to see a Black Hawk up close and personal, which is something I've never been able to do. So I was low-key geeking out because like aviation <laughs> like 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 i love helicopters and planes right like if it's if it's a helicopter a robot or a dragon like i'm in so i'm like low-key geeking out trying not to like fanboy out over this piece of machinery so you know it was just a really cool experience and that was something that was super cool it was super good so good Devin, do you have something that's so good uh yeah no, that's funny because i was thinking about that so one of my cousins he actually flies apache helicopters for, oh, the, cool. for the military uh, he he used to do a lot of support for special ops, and he still does. But um, and I was thinking to myself, can I tell him where he's at right now? I was like, if I know where he's at, it can't be classified, yeah. right? And you know it's not that. <laughs> I was like, if I know where he's at. No, but I mean, he's, he's cool. I mean, he's not in America. <laughs> but, nice. Uh, <laughs> so, no, I mean, it's really interesting. Helicopters are obviously cool, you know. Um, we, we're kind of lucky they we do – a lot of military training comes through our town because we have an airport that's not really used very much. And so the military gets to come and do whatever, whatever they, they want. call it, touch and whatever all the time. We get Chinook helicopters all the time coming over my house. And, just, and they are loud. They are very loud. loud, but it's really cool. My kids are excited every time they fly over. And because uh, flyovers are cool, you know? So they're so good. Um, so good. so good, so good. Yeah, no. Other than that, it's just, uh, yeah, no, just video games, and that's it. Mike, do you have anything that's so good this week? So I do. I do share the Blackhawk experience because that was awesome, and my kids geeked out. My daughter especially because she, man, she was just so excited. But, but in the interim, I have been working on our backyard, and it is ready to. Um, be seen by the public because it was not previously we had a pretty terrible backyard but it is now full of grass and full of playground equipment and shade and just fun stuff to do and it's i'm pretty proud of it because it it really is so good it's a it's a great backyard now the kids love it it's so good and now the public still can't come over but um still can't come over still can't come over we're actually going to be I, th- I think our town is opening up the first of june at least to uh well not the uh on a lot of things so the entire state is actually opening up so, which is kind we of we caught up we yeah. we'll talk well, about that off- to do with the large protests we'll, we'll talk about that off air i don't think large protests have much to do with anything um i'll, I'll tell you i'll right. tell you exactly what it has to do with it yeah, i'll <laughs> tell you exactly what off air what has to do with it <laughs> I'm sure. We're not politically motivated at all. <laughs> We're actually not. We don't talk about politics on this show. So, so, And that's why this show is so good, because we don't talk about politics. Anyway, everyone, thank you so much for hanging out for episode 124 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Hey, what's in the box? All right. Um, what's I was going to do what's in the box, but I did not do what's in the box. Oh, um, so you're a liar. Oh, good. I mean, you tweeted it out. You said we're doing what's in the box. Devin? I mean, it's not like... If you say you're going to burn your Crocs at so many followers and then you don't, um, Devin, I, mean, I don't you have, know. You have I thought you were doing me. a rhyming thing there. I thought you were <laughs> going to go with like burn your Crocs and live in a box and buy a pet <laughs> box. 
No, I, I just really don't like it when people say they're going to do things to get followers or whatever, and then they don't do it, and then they're like, oh, no, we're really going to do that. These are, these are my favorite trucks. If you no, give, me, nothing, if you give me like two minutes, all right, just give me two minutes, you guys can keep monologuing about so Crocs in a box. You did not prepare for what's in a box, and uh, but that's okay. You it'll know, really take me like – it'll take me like two seconds to get um, this What's setup, in the so. box? Is it rocks or socks? Yeah. What's in the box? Unless you're, <laughs> unless you're just going to sing. Then I don't know like if <laughs> this is what this go. Eat nothing but locks. Uh, no, I'm so for me, it's really surprising that Steven does not want to play uh, Minecraft Dungeons. I thought so too, yeah. Well, that really is really I, I think I know what it is. Because <clears throat> I had a couple experiences with my kiddos today that was just kind of frustrating because they don't play <laughs> The way they're supposed oh, to. It's, it's hard when you play with people that suck, right? I mean, it's hard to do that. When but, but the funny thing is, they're your kids, so you don't want to like bring them down. You don't want to like, no, guys, really, really, we can't just leave this place. We have to come over here and do this and this and this, and and it's just frustrating. So, I think that's what Steve. You should try and play a game about pirates and sailing the seas with children, who are just like, I'm going to lower the anchor right now. <laughs> the sail that you raised up, I'm dropping it down. Are you oh, talking about pain, playing with Paige? No, I'm talking about my children. Oh, I thought that, that uh, was That Paige. happens with Paige too sometimes. But no, it's my kids love Sea of Thieves, so that's also, I mean, they, they like Minecraft Dungeons, but they love Sea of Thieves. They want to play every single day, especially my youngest son. He's always like, can we play Sea of Thieves? I'm like, That's... no. So, well, can I watch you play Sea of Thieves? No. <laughs> can I watch somebody else play Sea of Thieves? No. Can so, I, can I play Sea of Thieves? Can no. I get online and watch <laughs> someone stream it? Yeah, no. He, if he doesn't get to play, he's like, can I watch Sea of Thieves? I'm like, That's okay. funny, man. And, I mean, they, they love it so much, and they do Jack Diddley while we're playing, and it's really frustrating uh, <laughs> for me. Um <laughs> I like I can only do like an hour, you know, tops, and I'm just like, all right, I have to really, you know, they're just gonna shoot me all the time and just shoot themselves out of the cannons and the butts and noise, draw attention to us, so we're probably gonna get murdered. Um, <laughs> our ship's gonna get sunk, but no, I mean, it's really, it's funny, it's fun, but at the same time, it's frustrating. Um, like I, I set up a whole new account for my son so we can play on three different devices, so we nice. can do. Three of us playing all at the same time, and um, it, it's fun. But you know, playing with kids can be very trying, and it tries my patience. Uh, even with Minecraft Dungeons, like that one for me was like playing with all four of them was a little much because like they're just all dying all the time, and they're like, "Can you fix everything?" And it's like, "No, I, I cannot." <laughs> Not with, I can't even tell what my character is. What's going on? <laughs> That's, That's funny. We're all wearing wolf armor. <laughs> Would you stop wearing the wolf armor? We're all wearing wolf armor, and and since all four of us are on screen at once, every time someone moves away, the screen yeah. zooms out, and you're like, "What is happening here?" It's like, "Come back over here. We need to go this way." No, I exactly. want to go this way. Come back over here. <laughs> That's why, like, when I was playing with you on the stream, I was like, "Oh, it's so nice that I don't have to share." You the have your own screen. You. you have your own screen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not lonely. That's it's funny, you know, when you go too far away from each other, it's like, are you lonely? Do you want to teleport to your friend? No, I don't. There's I a don't. reason I'm over here. I'm exploring the map on this side. 
it's just super fun. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Good stuff coming out from Minecraft. And, and you guys should like it. Like me not being super excited about it. I'm just disappointed that... in you, Stephen. I don't, I don't even know who you are anymore. It is true. Devin, I sent you a tweet, okay? Will you put this up? This is the What's in the Box trivia for Mike. I sent you two of them. So I sent you the first okay. one of just the front cover, and then the second one um, is of the back cover. This is the only way I thought I would be able to get it to you quickly. So we will have Mike, because we're using Mike as the guinea pig on this, um, to guess what's in the box. And I'm going to quickly find some gameplay of this. And this is... It, it's actually really hard to find like something that would be interesting to do <laughs> what's in the box. Okay? Because a lot of them, like, oh, they're super easy. It's like, oh, this is mad in 2007. Yeah, you can kind of guess what's in the box. So when Devin pulls that up, he's going to share it with everyone on screen. I think Devin will probably do a screen share so that everyone can see exactly what Mike is trying to figure out. Um, all right. So Mike can see. You can see that, right, Mike? I can. All right. So, Michael, for everyone that is listening on in podcast land, will you please describe the box? So this is a game that was on Nintendo GameCube. It is called Second Sight. Looks like it comes from the Codemasters. Um, and what Second and, Sight and is just, about... So let yeah. me tell you about the cover. So on the cover, we see, we see a... A silhouetted, um, either a, I'm guessing it's a dude. Um, so he has his head in his hands. He is looking down and he is holding a gun in a kind of a distraught kind of what is going on type manner. Um, Your face? And again, the title. Sorry. And again, the title is Second Sight. So what this game is about obviously is that this is a medium type of character he is he knows the uh he can see the future he has psychic abilities and and his whole mission is to go and stop himself from committing crimes because of his second sight he can see what he's going to do and it's not the the best thing to do so it's he is his own enemy and he has to go um, battle himself so that he can save the world. All right. So, what genre is it? First person? Is it a first person shooter? Third? Person? Oh, this is this is this is a top down. Let's see, GameCube. This is a this is a do, 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 first person. This is a third person shooter. Let me tell you a little bit about who made this game. Right. Okay. The developer is Free Radical Design. They broke off. Did you ever play a game called GoldenEye? Or Perfect Dark. Um, I've heard of GoldenEye. That's the uh, that's the one where you're a miner, right? And you're in uh, you're in gold mines in Africa. Oh, stab me! <laughs> stab me! <laughs> this is actually really good history that people should know. So I'm excited to learn. So yeah, so this so rare, right? Rare. They they made GoldenEye, and so when they were going to do the next game, because GoldenEye was a huge hit success. GoldenEye, based off the movie, James Bond, GoldenEye, video game. Huge for Nintendo 64. Absolutely loved that game. Um, so they were going to try and do another GoldenEye movie, but Activision bought the rights and way overpaid and made a bunch of crappy Golden, you know, uh, James Bond games that never lived up to the hype of GoldenEye. But anyway, so while they were making Perfect Dark, half the team uh, left and formed a new studio called Free Radical Designs. 
And uh, this game was one of the games that they made. They also made Time Splitters, which I absolutely love that series. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So they that you know it was a it was a shooter game, but you know if you think of of uh, kind of Goldeneye and other things, that's kind of you know think about that. Devin, will you, I, I sent you a link for some gameplay. Will you put some gameplay up for some people? Because I'm going to read the back of the box so we can all know what exactly this game is about. Because there are some pretty awesome quotes on the back of this box from whenever this game was released. When was this game released? Yeah. Um, so this is the back of the box, Mike, so that you can know exactly what Second Sight is about. John Vatic, V-A-T-T-I-C, awakens from a coma with no memory. What he does remember isn't pretty. That sounds like the like the Logan thing. I'm the best at what I do, but what I do isn't very good. A spec ops mission gone wrong. Capture. Bizarre brain experimentation. He also knows he possesses unimaginable powers. Paranormal psionic powers. Armed with these abilities, Vatic must unravel the truth of his past and destroy the military conspiracy moving in against him. So actually not too far off, Mike. So well done on using Second Sight as trying to figure that, that out. All yeah, right. boy. So this is, this, is the, um, this is the quote on the back of the box from GameSpot, all right? So hold on to your butts for this one. Boasts an array of special effects that wouldn't look out of place in a movie. <laughs> like, this is a GameCube game. What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Who did this? GameSpot? GameSpot, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Game Informer says innovative and engaging, high-powered firearms, awesome third-person sniper rifle, tranquilizers, SMG, and more. Dual-time story, actions you replay in flashbacks, affect events in the future. It's kind of a cool idea. Paranormal powers, possesses enemies, wipe out a room with a side blast and become invisible. Locations span the globe: tundras of Siberia, streets of NYC, Vermont Asylum, and more. So, I mean, I, I I picked this game up 100% and I played through it. Did you really? Did you? I'm actually interested to see what the Metacritic score of, of this is. I was like, uh, you can't hear this audio, but the guy is like on drugs, so he's like echoing. No, it's better that we don't hear it because then we'll get a takedown notice from YouTube. <laughs> it was hilarious. I was like, where's the echo coming from? But it's in the game itself. Nice. <laughs> So second, so there was oh, yeah. a PC port. So this came out in two thousand and. This can't be a two thousand and four game. A lot changed since then. This came out in two thousand and four. Hmm. On the GameCube. Wow, this is kind of blowing Steve, my Steve's mind. Steve's right having an existential crisis. Man. I'm having second sight right here. This game does not. <laughs> this looks like a nineteen ninety eight game. When was no, dude? I? Dude, these graphics could be in a movie. They really could right? be in a movie. I'm kind of blown away right this now. This could be a movie. So the game was actually reviewed uh, very well. It's got a Metacritic score of 76 for PS2, 77 on the GameCube. For some reason, it deserved one point higher on the GameCube. And yeah, I huh, I actually like turning this what's in the box feature of Michael making um, weird predictions about games into like a history of these things. So I'm going to do better, Devin, because Devin has encouraged me that if I say I'm going to burn Crocs, I'll burn Crocs. <laughs> that I will make sure that we do more info on these games and kind of do a deep dive into some of these older titles. Because this is kind of interesting. Like, to, to for in 2005, mind you, okay, this is 2005. This is after Jurassic Park. All right? 
that GameSpot would say boasts right? an array of special effects that wouldn't look out of place in a movie. Like, I don't know what movie you're watching. I don't know, like, if GameSpot has not seen, like, I don't know, Independence Day or things like that that came out before 2005. But that's kind of a ridiculous quote. And guess what? It only took up five memory blocks on your GameCube um, SD card, memory card. So, cool. Right, everyone, blocks, I remember yeah, that. This has been episode 124 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Thank you for letting us take that deep dive into these old games. Um, we're going to do some, because I like history of games is super interesting to me. Um, so we're going to do more of that. We have some upcoming interviews. Next week, we're going to be featuring an interview with a different Anthem community, the Lego Maniacs, who have been playing Anthem nonstop since the game released. We're going to interview them talk about their experience with the game, what they want for the game, like how and why they continue to grind up the leaderboards week after week. We're going to be bringing other interviews from some writers, other game developers um, we're going to be talking to in the upcoming week. So thank you so much for your support. If you want to throw a couple bucks our way to help us with the cost of websites and all this stuff, you can do that at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. You can find Devin on Twitter at neverfear. You can find Mike on Twitter at Codex Mike. You can find me at, uh, I, mo- I mainly just use the Freelancer Codex for everything. Um, or you can find me at Steve Lamps, and I'm going to try to update that a little bit more. But thank you so much for everything that you do as a community. Um, we love you all. Please stay safe. Um, share the podcast with people. Share it with friends. You know, if you want to send us a review, review us on iTunes, the Google App Store, on Spotify. Do all that. If you want to follow us on Twitch, do that at twitch.com slash freelancercodex. Help us get up to 50. We can hit that affiliate status. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, there's something in the box and we don't know what it is. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at jdthejokedealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. <laughs>